Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. Do you see anywhere in your future the Canadians winning a Stanley Cup? I'm glad you brought that up. Because I said this on one episode at a certain point. I don't remember where. I'm going to tell you exactly what I said word for word because I remember it. I am in a dysfunctional relationship with this team. And and I think I'm not the only one. There's so many Habs fans out there that want to love the team. But, like, they make it hard. They make it so goddamn hard to be a fan of the team because they're so stupid. You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. Hello. Skippy. Hey, how's it going? It's going great, but I wish we had recorded this episode a week ago. A week ago? Yes. Why? I was really aggravated a week ago, and it would have been a very entertaining episode, and now I've calmed down. Oh my god. <laughs> what were you aggravated about? Last, a- last week we... Oh, yeah, okay. Because last week we did like the 100th episode look back, mm-hmm. and we really only talked about like that Canadians Galchenyuk trade, and that was kind of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what what's going on? I'm aggravated about golf. <laughs> oh my god. So I know, I know we said we're never going to talk about golf again, but let me tell you, this episode, the entire episode could be about golf and nothing else. Golf? I highly doubt that, no? Well, we'll see, because I'm very aggravated. We've only ever talked about golf, like, twice, <laughs> and it was bo- both times it was to say how we, it was a what bugs me about Tiger Woods. This has nothing to do with Tiger Woods. Okay, I got to hear this. What's going on? By the way, by the way, I actually played golf since the last time I saw you. When? Our de- our, our department at work, we had a golf tournament. You have clubs? No, I don't. Well, actually, I do have clubs. My clubs are in Montreal. I live in Toronto. I rented clubs at the golf course way, way, way better than the clubs that I have. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, even a crappy player like me, I was hitting the ball a mile. Oh, and you think it's the clubs? A hundred percent. Well, what could it be? It's not me. I suck. <laughs> okay, so what's bugging... I, I can't believe what's happening here. Like, what's bugging you about golf? I had a whole list of things. Golf wasn't even on the list. Okay, so you know what happened at... Um, was it the PGA Championship with US, uh, Phil... The US Open. US Open, Oh, sorry. yeah, yeah. Okay, last with week... Phil after Mickelson. We, yeah, last week after we posted the 100th episode, I texted you saying... Did you see this thing with Phil Mickelson? And you're like, what? <laughs> but I guess you saw it after. I No, I saw it actually before. I just didn't know what you were talking about because I didn't realize it was such a big deal. You made it seem like it was such a big deal. Well, on I Twitter. Saw, I, saw, I saw it yeah. like the day it happened. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, whatever. On Twitter, you know? that's, like, it was crazy. It was like as if he, uh, it was like as if he committed a felony. Well, this is what bugs me. It's not, it's not the golf. Like, I kind of like Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. He's, um, he's almost like, like John McEnroe. But yeah. not, not not quite. No, no, no. But he he marches to the beat of his own drum, like in right. His, yeah, I have no issue with with can, him. Can 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 I just okay? Is are you going to talk about is your thing about Phil Mickelson? Well, it's about the whole incident. Okay, okay. I just want to backtrack in case people don't know. In case people don't know, like what we're talking about. Okay, <laughs> right. Like, so uh, Mickelson putted, and he basically um, he hit the ball again before it stopped rolling. Which is something that, like, my kids did the first time we ever played mini golf when they were four. Right. 
right? They hit the ball and then they try to hit it right away again. And he he got a two stroke penalty for doing that, and he ended up uh, he ended up scoring a ten on that hole, <laughs> right? And uh, after they asked him why, and he's like, "Why'd you do that?" And he's like, "It was strategy, basically." He said he did it on purpose. He knew he was he knew the putt wasn't going in, and he was willing to accept a two stroke penalty because he thought I guess he thought he was going to do worse than ten, <laughs> right? Um, but I mean, continue. In my mind, it goes deeper than that. But continue. So I'm not upset about what he did. Me he, too. He, he broke a rule and he was penalized accordingly, Correct. which is two strokes. Correct. And so to me, okay, it's done. It's over. Move on to the next hole and, and don't even talk about it anymore. Correct. What bugs me is how the media oh. treated the whole thing. Oh, it was like as if it was like he should be banned from golf, I heard. Exactly. I, like, like, I, I like, hello, me? Yeah. He, he tapped the ball, he did something illegal, he got penalized, the appropriate penalty for what he did, yeah. and then these people, these golf media people, whatever yeah. you want to call them, yeah. they're like, he should have been disqualified, he should have taken himself out of the round, he should have left right after the hole, he shouldn't have even gone to the next hole. Well, Are you like, kidding me? You, you don't follow him on Twitter or you don't check, but like John Feinstein Jr., mm-hmm. <laughs> he was, he was like... He took the hardest line I ever saw. He, he he was saying exactly what you're saying that Mickelson should it should be embarrassed. It's a mockery to the game. Mockery to the game? Are you kidding me? You know, you know, like in other sports, crazy stuff that happens. Like in football, you get clotheslined. Yeah. In hockey, you get slashed by a hockey stick. Yeah. And like that happens, you go off the ice for two minutes or five minutes, and you come back, or maybe ten minutes. Yeah. It's like this, they say a slap shot. You go to the penalty box, two minutes, feel shame. <laughs> this, this was nothing compared to that. It was, and you're telling, and you're telling me that he should take himself out of the tournament. It's so ridiculous. I'm happy. I, I'm happy. I agree with you on this because it's so. Like, I know. I was so. Listen. I was so aggravated with, especially with Tony Kornheiser, by the way, and Mike Wilbon, but more Tony Kornheiser than anybody else because he went on and on and on. Yeah. And he was like. I, he should he should be ashamed of himself. He should have taken himself out of the tournament. He shouldn't have like even shown up the next do you, morning. Do you like, think it's because we don't play golf that we really don't really like have any feeling towards the game? You know, I like I don't think that has anything to do with it. We don't play hockey. We don't play baseball. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and mean, also, know. also, you and I know people who play golf. Yeah. And you know what? We haven't spoken to them, but I'm sure if we did, they would have said, "Yeah, okay, two stroke penalty, move on." Like, like you think, you think, you think Sean or Jamie would, would have said, oh, he should have disqualified himself. No chance. I'll text Sean after this and let's, I'll see what he says. I'm curious. He probably doesn't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh no, Sean, no, Sean definitely knows. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Sean knows. He yeah. follows, he follows golf. You know, the, the whole thing though goes deeper and they touched on it for a few seconds in one day this week on the Kornheiser show. I don't know if it's when Steve Sands was on. Steve Sands also. I actually used to like Steve Sands up until a week ago because <laughs> he was we... actually he actually put Tony in his place when it comes to hockey because Tony yeah. knows nothing about hockey yeah. like all Americans. Yeah. And I actually did like Steve Sands until a week ago when he went on Tony's show and said exactly the same thing. He should have been disqualified. Are you kidding me? It's really stupid. But he he uh, Mickelson and the PGA uh, have a feud. That's fine. This is the tournament that last year, at the last minute, Mickelson said, I'm not going because I'm going to my daughter's graduation. Do you remember this? 
Yeah, that's also fine. Which is fine, but he did it, and he, he there's obviously tension between the two sides, and you know Mickelson probably did it to short sort of sh- sort of show them up, but like you said, he paid the penalty, <laughs> and that's it. He you he know, weighed the pros and cons of his actions. He knew what the punishment would be. He accepted his punishment, and we move on. Right. Here's the thing. If they're saying that he should be disqualified for that, yeah. then why is there a rule in golf that if you touch a moving ball, you get a two-stroke penalty? Right. Then it should be if you touch a moving ball, you should be disqualified. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's one or the other. And yeah, the rule right. is, currently, you get a two-stroke penalty. So he they applied the rule to the letter. Yeah. End can of I, hole. Move on. Can I ask you something? Sure. Do you have more to say about this? We've already done five minutes on golf. I can't believe it. I have a little bit more to say. Oh my, oh my. Not necessarily about this particular incident, but another thing that bugged me about that that particular golf tournament was, you know how the first day everyone's scores were terrible because apparently the people who placed the holes, placed the pins, Mm -hmm. um, placed them in such a way that it was very difficult to have a good score. There was also extreme wind, right? Right, there was also extreme wind. Anyway... Here's my thing. I don't care who you are, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, whatever. Oh my or God, the worst you, name, go- you name three golfers. Or the worst golfer on the tour. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You have no right to complain about how the course is set up because it's exactly the same for every single golfer. I know. I know. My I f- God. I feel like when they complain about it, it's like, oh my God, I only shot plus one or I only shot zero. Like even, it's like as if they're embarrassed because they, it's like, oh my God, they're embarrassed not to be minus 10, right? But mm. like, that's the course, you know, that's the course, deal with it. So exactly. yeah, I agree with you. Just like, golf they people, shouldn't be complaining about it because everybody's golf, in the same situation. Golf, like people who play golf at a high level and people who cover golf, they are like so hoity-toity. I don't even know if there's a better word. Sometimes they deserve to take a golf club in the mouth. And boom goes the dynamite. You know when we had Matt and Phil on? Yes. Semi-intellectual musings guys. They said they liked us because we're not sports snobs. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like these I feel like this past week we heard from a lot of golf snobs. Well, hundred percent we did. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I guess I'm done with that. Oh God. Five minutes on golf. Oh my God. Can't believe that. That's our insane. ratings. Ju- our ratings just plummeted. Ratings. <laughs> yeah, they probably did. Do what you you continue. You lead. You lead the way. What else did you have? The rest of my stuff is just you know small little ons and ends. Okay, but- so so let's get into some bigger things because there was two big two big sporting happenings this week. Uh, mm-hmm. The drafts in both uh, two big leagues, the NHL right. and the NBA. Okay. Okay. Um, let's start with the NHL being Canadian. So we'll, okay. we'll go to hockey. The National Hockey League. Don't expect any um, analysis. Educated uh, analysis on the draft from me. I can talk about it, but not in an no, educated no, no. fashion. I, do you have any thoughts on the draft? Like even the presentation of it? Like, Well, I didn't watch the draft this year. Me, me I too. Di- I, I didn't watch either of them, basketball or hockey. Okay. Um, so I can't comment on how it went, how it went down. I, that's mm-hmm. not true. You know what? I watched about half an hour of the hockey draft, so I just right. lied to you. Okay. No, I, I, I just, I watched the first three picks. I wanted to see where the Canadians were going to pick. And it's interesting because like 
we talk a lot about the Montreal Canadiens. That's kind mm. of our team. But mm. like you said, like they, they seem to be making a lot of news. Like we'd be talking about them anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Montreal Canadiens are like, they might as well be the Carolina Hurricanes or, um, Florida I don't Panthers. know, the Florida Panthers or just some like Columbus Blue Jackets. They're any other team right now. They're they're not they're not the storied franchise that everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. But the fans demand that they should be. That's the difference. Well, you know, being in Canada, you should have a decent product on the ice. But mm-hmm. but they're nothing special. Like they're yeah. just whatever. They're just a run in the mill franchise going through the motions, and they're destined for eternal mediocrity. I think you're right. Look, the the draft went according to plan. The first two picks were exactly what everybody thought. Rasmus Dahlin, everybody thinks is going to be the big franchise defenseman, went to the Sabres. Um, Carolina took the Russian winger who plays in the Quebec, uh, plays uh, in the OHL. I can't pronounce his name, so I won't even try. Svechnikov, I believe. Uh, you're not good with names anyway. Can you pronounce yeah. Smith? <laughs> and then it was the Canadians' turn, and no one really knew where they were going to go. And they ended up taking a center, and people kind of here kind of freaked out because they went off the board, and he was only rated eighth or tenth overall, and they reached up to get him third. But like, if he's the guy you like, he's the guy you like. And I'm sure they tried to trade down, but they couldn't, so they took the guy they like with the pick they had. Right? Listen, they need a center, right? They've needed yeah. a center for at least five, ten years. Yeah, and. You can't get those guys in a trade, so you no. got to draft them yourself. What's interesting about what the Canadians did this weekend is they took this guy, Kotkaniemi, third, and they had like a bunch of second round picks, and they took a whole bunch of players. So they they none of these guys are going to be playing for the next year or two or even three, right? right. So Mark Bergevin, who's on the hot seat, he's still in the hot seat because his team's not any better, <laughs> like for this year. You know, so maybe he set them up for two, three, four years from now when he'll be gone, right? <laughs> so, maybe, maybe. Yeah. There, I don't, I don't have any expectations for them this year. I just think the draft is such a crapshoot. Anybody, it is. Who, anybody who says, and I heard it all this week on the on the talk radio and on different podcasts and in print. Anybody who says they think they know for sure this guy's better than that guy. Brady Kachuk is better than the guy they took. Phillips Zadina should have been third. This guy shouldn't have been that. Arizona reached up to get this guy, Barrett Hayden, who went off the board. Like, anybody who says they know is so full of it, it's not even funny. Because they don't know. They don't know. Like, they just don't. It's mostly luck. It's mostly crossing your fingers and hoping that the guy you think is going to be good is going to pan out. Like, it's hope. It's 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 taking a leap of faith, all, all, all this, you know? So You're going to see there's going to be a guy who was picked in the fifth round. Any team could have had course. him. He'll end up being a superstar. So, yeah. And and so let's segue, let's segue right into the NBA draft with that because that's exactly what happened. The National Basketball Association. Because, you know, last year... The rookie of the year in the NBA this year was Donovan Mitchell, the Utah Jazz, who was picked like 15, 16, something like this, right? Mm-hmm. He was the best one. He's the best guy was picked 15. So so when you're picking, you know, one, two, three, yeah, you, 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 you're maximizing your chances of getting a really great player, but you don't know. You just don't know, right? You really don't know. The only good thing about the NBA draft is that there's only two rounds. So yeah. at least you're not like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, no, that's it. And it's the the draft goes quickly and, you know. 
So, I mean, I don't have much to say about the NBA draft either. Um, other than that, I don't understand what the Mavericks and the Hawks did. <laughs> like, it's like apparently, a- apparently, the Mavericks were had the steal of the draft. From well, what no, I've been told. like they 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 traded to move up in the draft, and they took Luka Doncic, the guy who's playing in Spain, right? Um, who everybody uh, two months ago people were saying he's number one, right? right. And right. then the Hawks ended up with Trey Young, a guy whose stock fell so low, I wasn't even sure he was going to get picked in the top 10. Right, so did Atlanta get something else in exchange? They got a first-round pick like in two years from now. Okay, so that's why they did it. I guess, but I mean, Doncic, from all indications, couldn't be like a, a really like franchise player. And it, it seems, seems like he's going into the perfect situation in Dallas with Nowitzki who's going to retire next year. and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just, it just boggled my mind. But uh, getting away from like who's good and who's not good, like we said, we don't know, right? And we're not going to get into like who who got picked where or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. The NBA is so good at marketing their superstars, mm-hmm. and they're so good at like presenting everything they do for television. Although they did screw up this year by not showing the draft of the All Star Game. Remember, there was like the players. LeBron and Curry drafted the teams and they didn't want to televise it. Yeah, that's something you should be televising. Yeah. So they they really screw up on the 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 way they televise the, the way the rules of the draft are. So I'm going to give you the exact example. So Luka Doncic gets picked 3rd, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then right, and it says the Atlanta Hawks are picking. They've drafted Luka Doncic. And then mm-hmm. it says rights traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, they, you can't trade the pick for some for some reason. You yeah. can't trade the pick on the day of the draft. It doesn't you have make to, sense. You actually have to pick what the team wants, the other team that you're trading with. Yeah. You have to pick who they want and then trade the player after. But the whole thing is so weird. So then then we wait two ra- when we wait two picks to see that the Dallas picked Trey Young and now we know what the trade is. You know, like yeah. it. I don't know why I don't they understand do that. how they can't do it like any other league where they're like, okay, they've traded picks. Now Dallas is picking. Like I don't understand why. I it don't must know have to do with salary cap, or I'm not even hundred percent sure. It's just so weird. Well, these players aren't making any money yet, so what would have? Why would salary I don't know? Cap be like, I just don't understand why they do that. It's like it's really quite quite bizarre. And like what ended up happening? I don't know if you saw, but. Um, this guy, uh, Mikel Bridges, got picked by the Sixers, right? Oh, yeah. Right? This I heard the whole story. Yeah. And, the, and the Sixers are, are so, uh, like, they like, should be shot. It's it's really bad. It's not all the Sixers' fault, but, like, they draft him, and then he gets interviewed, and then, and then the next thing you know, he's traded, and his mom works for the Sixers. I know, and he's from Philadelphia, <laughs> and he played for Villanova. But, like, it got so far, right? Like... He it got like he did a few interviews and they interviewed his mom and then 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 he's traded like what the hell like why couldn't have that all been done like ahead of time like it just the thing was weird it was very very weird I just don't like the fact that you can't pick after you trade it's like you have to pick for the other team it doesn't yeah, make sense in terms of the drama of watching the draft you know and what happens if you don't pick what you're supposed to pick well i guess it's prearranged but uh it is a little bit the whole thing is a bit of a mystery anyways yes. i'm happy for all the guys that got drafted um i don't know who's going to be good i just hope that uh i was really hoping the celtics were going to draft grayson allen and really you were yeah i was dying for it like there was so I, much I can't, I can't there was so much guy. talk about that he was gonna get drafted by the celtics and there's a good chance he was gonna get go that far but he ended up going much higher 
uh, and yeah, he got drafted by the Jazz, so which is a good situation because I think he'll get playing time. So I don't think any of the Duke players are are, are none of them are on a good team. None of them. Well, I mean, when you get, the only reason why Sacramento drafted Bagley is because he's the only player that showed any interest of playing there. I think I think like other players when they interviewed him and everything, they got scared away from drafting him because like they were basically kind of not interested in playing for um, the Kings. Like Doncic's agent put out a little floater saying, "You know what? I'm thinking of staying. He's thinking of staying another year in Europe." Mm-hmm. Which was basically a warning shot to the Kings to like not pick him. There's two Dukies on the Kings. There's one on Utah, as you just mentioned, and there's mm-hmm. another one on Chicago, I think. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So yeah. none of them are on good teams. No. Um, I wanted can we go back to hockey? I forgot yes. to talk to you about hockey. Sure. The big goings I- on in hockey, other than the draft, is the whole like uh John Tavares, um it's like very secret. You know, this is another thing that bugs me. Like, you turn on the television and you see, like, John Liu outside a building in Los Angeles. Yeah, they were waiting. Like, like as if there's some earth-shattering news that's about to come down. Like, a guy is having a meeting with another guy. Who cares? Why is this news? (laughs) But it's funny because there's, like, this news broke that, like, okay, he's going to meet with five teams. But no one knew what the five teams are. So what did everybody do? They found out where the meeting is going to take place. They sent their reporters and they all camped out outside to see who was coming. Oh, the Leafs, the Leafs are the first one to come. They must be on the list, you know? Why? My question is, why aren't the Canadians talking to him? He doesn't want to. He, does, he said that? Well, he apparently a lot of teams approached him, and mm-hmm. he told his agent, these are the five teams I'm considering. He's, by the way, I'll tell you right now, he's the only free agent that's worth anything. Like oh, they, they should they should cancel free agent frenzy this year. It should just be him. But I I do it, think I think he's gonna sign back with the Islanders and all when all said and done. Speaking of the Islanders, like the whole thing that happened with Lou Lamorello and mm-hmm. then him firing him no well well him firing um, Snow and Wait. Yeah, well Snow Snow like, should have been fired ten years ago. Like he pulled the he pulled the rug out from under them. Yeah, well, it's like the franchise is in turmoil. No, like, but let's... also the the other thing was I didn't even understand when when Lamorello was with the Leafs, they had like three general managers. They yeah, had I didn't him, know. I didn't get the had, arrangement they either. They had this guy Kyle Dubas. They mm. had Mark Hunter. Yeah. And I, I don't even know. Like obviously Lamorello had the last word. I think. Well, I and don't then, know if he did. I don't think he had the last word. I think I think he didn't have the last word. That's why he left. No, no, no. He did for the, the for the first three years he was oh, here. Oh, okay, okay. And then after the season ended, they, I guess, demoted him, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, you know, they bumped him up into the whatever, uh, uh, a nicer title, but yeah, less, less responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. Um, and then that's when they decided that Dubas was going to be the GM. I don't know if he has a driver's license yet. Um, <laughs> that's and, a good one. And 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 so <laughs> then Lamorello leaves. And then Mark Hunter leaves. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's all very. It's I don't I don't I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Do you think the Leafs can sign Tavares? I think they can because isn't he from Ontario? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, like the the implications on the salary cap. I know they have money under the cap, but to me, if like if they sign Tavares, it means in like two two years, um, they're gonna give up on Marner or Nylander. They, they no, won't no, have no, enough no. money to sign everybody at one point. First of all, they'll worry about that when the time comes. No, no, I, I understand that. Yeah, I, I, they can totally manage it somehow. I, yeah. I mean, come on, 
there's got to be a way to manage it. Like you, you get rid of, I don't know, your, your, your fifth and sixth defenseman or well, your whatever. Well, like, well, Van Riems likes going. So that's how they're able to like get all this money for Tavares. He actually had a decent year. I know, I know. But like they're, they're moving on. So. And did you um, hear on, on Saturday, the, everything that happened with Max Pacioretty? No. You don't know anything. I saw something. I got a notification on my phone that there's no news in the Max Pacioretty trade talks. That's on Saturday afternoon, there was like a bunch of bloggers that said he was traded to San Jose. Okay. And then, of course, everybody started to go crazy. And then the people who actually know stuff, like Bob McKenzie and Darren Dreger, all tweeted that it's not true. Mm-hmm. And then uh, half an hour later, the tweet came out that Max Pacioretty fired his agent and hired a new agent. <laughs> so, okay. so um, this is all connected. Like it's not a coincidence. The business with the agent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you put, if you connect all the dots and try to kind of paint a little picture, which is what I've tried to do, what I think happened is the Canadians had a trade worked out. I'm not sure if it's with San Jose or Los Angeles, but a trade was reached. It was agreed on. Mm-hmm. But the team he was going to said, We're, we will agree to this trade, but we don't want Pacioretty just for one year. We need him to be long-term. Mm-hmm. So the agent negotiated a long-term contract with the Canadians, like a five-year extension, and mm-hmm. said, okay, we're going to do this five-year extension, and then we're going to trade him, like the sign-and-trade, right? Mm-hmm. Then it went back to Pacioretty, and he's like, I'm not doing that. That's not enough money. <laughs> That's when he fired his agent. <laughs> you, so, know, you know what this reminds me of? What? It reminds me of Entourage. It, it's very similar, Yes. Yes. Like that show, I know it's like six or seven or whatever years old now, but yeah. I'm, I'm on season, I just finished season five. Yeah. The show's hilarious. It is great. But this, the stuff that goes on there is ridiculous. I don't know if Hollywood's really like that, but I, this I, story you just told me is exactly for, that. From everything I've read, there's a lot of truth in the stuff that's in Entourage, you know? So that's basically what happened with Pacioretty. I think he didn't like the terms that his agent had negotiated for the sign and trade. He thought, I'm worth more. And then when he didn't want to sign an extension, the trade fell through. And then the Kings, and then, and then it's also not a coincidence that an hour after all the people were saying he wasn't traded, Kovalchuk signed with the Kings. Right, right. So, yes, there you go. So we're watching that closely and we'll see what happens. It's interesting. Like, again, again, you know, we talk a lot about the Canadians, but like that was the number one story in the NHL on Saturday, you know? So. There's more hockey news. We didn't talk about Barry Trotz. Trotz, Trotz, Trotz. He wins the Stanley Cup. They don't re-sign him. And then the next day, he's the coach of the Islanders. It's crazy. It's just crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that happen where a guy, a coach, a general manager or, or manager wins wins the championship of it's, his league. The kid ne- and, then, and then he's not the coach of that team next year. It's I, I think it could have happened where the coach retires and he's like, okay, I'm walking off into the sunset, going out as a winner. Mm-hmm. You know that that like I think even the um, I'm, apparently apparently it happened in baseball I think in the '60s where yeah. um, the Cardinals beat the Yankees in the World Series I think and the Cardinals manager the very next year managed the Yankees. Okay, I mean, but this it's unheard of. Like he just won the Stanley Cup and the team said, "Sorry, we don't want to sign you. It's too much money." No, and then no, they they they, they were going to sign him, but. They um, apparently there was a clause in his contract that if he wins the Stanley Cup, yes. he gets like a twenty percent raise or whatever it is. I don't know. And so they didn't want to. No X amount of money. No, they they said to him. Yeah. So you won the Stanley Cup. 
here's the raise that, you know, we promised you in your contract. And he gave him the TK salute. He said, that's not enough. I want more money than that. Ah, okay. So they, they didn't want to pay him more there. And so he resigned. Looking, looking and actually, back he didn't it. even resign because his contract just expired. When yeah. When the season he was ended, a, he was his contract agent. expired. Yeah. He was a so, free agent. But looking so then, back on it now, it seems it's like when you look at it now, it shouldn't be as much of a shock to everybody as it was because they could have signed him all the like they were like wait and see all this time. You know, they were they they were they, you know, a couple more losses and he's fi- and he's fired. Oh, 100 percent. You know? if, if they didn't win the cup, he would have been fired. The team gave him like no benefit of the doubt, basically, is what I'm trying to say, you know. But the thing is, I'm I'm OK with that. Like, yeah. It's, I don't it's, think I don't think he's such an amazing coach that he deserves four or five million dollars a year. You know he's the fifth winningest coach all time. That's surprising to hear. To be I honest. know, me too. I was shocked, but he, apparently he because he coached a lot more years in Nashville than you realize with a lot of wins every year. It's pretty mm-hmm. incredible, actually. Well, because well, now coaches don't last for more than three years, right? Yeah. I, I, anyway, I don't. I don't. You know, like. You, I've always said the coach gets way too much credit when they win and, oh, and yeah. way too much blame when they lose. Oh yeah. Why would you spend four or five million dollars a year on the coach? Like, like I know you could like, stand behind the bench and do you know almost as good a job for a hundred thousand dollars a year. They asked the GM of the Penguins today. Today I saw it on Twitter. Like what happened in the series against the Capitals? Like what was the difference? You know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Ovechkin played great. And Holby, Brady Holtby. Holtby played the best series that he had in the whole playoffs. Right. And Kuznetsov became a star right in front of our eyes. Who's you know, Kuznetsov? <laughs> That's great. We'll get to that in a minute. Kuznetsov said, you know, played became a star right in front of their eyes. Like he grew up in that series. And and um and that never happened before, basically, anytime the Caps played the Penguins. So they won, you know, like that could it could happen, you know? Honestly, like your son could have been standing behind the Capitals bench. I don't want to go that far, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like by the time you get to the playoffs, how much coaching is being done? I don't know. Is it, is it more motivation or is it X's and O's? Honestly, I don't know. Believe me. It's definitely not X's and O's. No, believe me. When you get to game seven of the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's much more about motivation and reinforcing what your game plan has always been than than coming up with some kind of grand scheme to stop Sidney Crosby. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's another thing that bugs me. Oh, another one. The whole episode is what bugs you. Things that bug me? Yes, it could be a whole what bugs me episode. Americans know nothing about hockey. It's, it's so It's not fair to say because it's it very... It's a generalization because no... Uh, I'm going to take the other side just for a second because like we said, Good, there's there's plenty of knowledgeable fans in hockey cities. You know, and I don't like it when Americans will say, oh, you're Canadian. What do you know about the NFL? You know, because because mm-hmm. I know more than them. But like, no, but but Canadians know stuff about American sports and yeah. Canadians know stuff about America. I know. But hockey is the number four sport in that country. OK, know? but it's not even just that. Let me let me dig a little deeper here. OK. What bugs me is whatever sport you're talking about. When a team wins the championship in the in the United States, they think that well, if you've won the championship in this country, then you're the champion of the world. Well, you like, talked about this last time. <laughs> I know, but I'm just I'm touching on it even more. Yeah, like it's so arrogant. I can't even think of a better word right now. Mm-hmm. 
you're not the world champion. No. You're the champion of that particular league. Yeah. Is well, what but, you are. But if that league is the best league in the world, which it is. Still, it bothers me. Yeah, I get you. No, look. I mean. Look. I just I just hear all these Americans saying that the Capitals are world champions. I heard it again. I know. Since it's because don't forget. Time. Don't forget. We listen to Tony Kornheiser. It's a Washington, D.C. based thing. So I think me and you personally have been overexposed with uneducated Capitals discussions. Right. You know, way too many. Like, it, yeah. it's to the point where I didn't listen to them. I fast-forwarded a lot of stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know, because I couldn't deal with it anymore. When Tony Kornheiser, after a month, after a month of talking about the Capitals, says, who's Kuznetsov? Yeah, that didn't I even mean, surprise like, me, actually. I mean, like, come on. You know, let's get with it. <laughs> okay, right? what's next? What's next? I only have small... Well, I have small things, but... There's one small thing that I wanted to leave for the show close, but I'll I'll talk about it now because I, I want to get your take on this. It's probably something that you haven't heard of, or maybe I mm-hmm. hope you have heard of it. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Major League Baseball. Saw a tweet yesterday by Buster Only. Okay. He said that um, in July, the owners are going to meet like they do every year. Mm-hmm. It's like a mid-year owners meeting. And the competition committee is going to meet and they talk about things in the game and lately it's all about speeding up the game and stuff like that right mm-hmm. apparently one of the items up for discussion is <laughs> i can't even say it with a straight face because it's so ridiculous um rules to restrict the um ability for the defense to apply a shift on a batter i heard about this and it bothers me a lot <laughs> it is abs- it is beyond stupid like, I can't even deal with, like, I, I don't even understand how they're talking about this. If you want to put every single defensive player on your team on the same side of the field, go ahead and do it. I, I, if you want to put all nine guys standing in right field, you should be able to do it. Go Although, ahead apparently, it. apparently there are rules. The catcher has to be in a certain spot and the pitcher has to be in a certain spot. That's in the rule book from what okay. I, I read. That's but then fine. the seven other players should be able to all stand, you know, on second base if they wanted. By the way, you do realize, uh, you probably completely forgot this. We are smarter, you and I, than Joe Madden, because this whole, this whole, this whole shift thing. Yeah. We were doing this in the crappy Coach St. Luke softball league. Oh yeah, tw- yeah. Twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we knew where certain players hit, and we were, and we were, we were cheating that way. Well, and 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 you were, you were. Th- no one had a shift or a defensive shift applied to them more than when you were up. You, you against you, you never personally. M- n- never mind that. But like yeah. when I played second base, I didn't play an orthodox second base. No, no, you played like uh, sometimes on shallow the grass. center field. Yeah, exactly. In the on the grass. Yeah. But no, you're absolutely right. Um, now the reason why you, you understand, like I, the reason why they want to do this is um, the number of hits this year is the lowest. It's extremely low. Hits are at an all-time low, and singles are at an all-time low. And so right, they're blaming it on the that, shift. And I heard that there's um, more strikeouts this year than, is it homers or more yeah, strikeouts yeah. than... Well, I mean, singles are down, strikeouts are up, homers are up. Like, that's that's the trend, right? But, like, mm. you can't... Yes, the shift is having an effect on um, singles. For sure it is, because, you know, they're they're trying to take away hits. That's where the... Sh- that's what the shift is. But, I mean, strikeouts being up and homers being up 
also has a big tremendous effect on the number of hits that happen you know <laughs> like it's like there, there's a lot of stuff going on in baseball it's not just about the infield shift now the thing about the infield shift is how the hell would they enforce it what are they going to do? They're going to tell you you can't play there because they're going to draw extra lines on the field where guys can stand? Like, I don't understand. And yeah, and what happens if you're standing in the right place, but then as the pitch is thrown, you, you move. move? Yeah. Well, like, from what I read is what they're thinking about is they're going to say you're not allowed to have more than two guys on this side of the bag. It's done. Right? So it's the, really the shortstop and the second baseman can play. The shortstop and the third baseman can play anywhere they want, but they neither of them could be on the other side of second base. And the same thing goes for the first baseman and the second baseman. But like, like you said, what happens as soon as the pitcher is throwing? The guy could run over there. Like, I, I don't know. Like, how the hell do you enforce it? Why, you know, and, why, and why can't like the, it, it just, oh God, it, the whole thing is just so stupid. And they're going to do you something. It. I bet you if they're going to do major, it. If you're a major league baseball player, and they have a shift on you, and yeah. you can't hit to the opposite field, yeah. you should not be a Major League Baseball player. Yeah, I know. And you, did you see, like, the one who's, like, the the manager who's for the restrictions on the shift is Ned Yost. He's come out and said he's for it. He thinks that there's too many shifts, and it's affecting the game, and blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, the two hitters that have the shift applied to them the most is Mike Moustakis and um, Alex Gordon. Right? Like uh, is it? I didn't know. Well, didn't like know that. that's what I read. So like like Mike Mustakis, they shift him all the time, but like bunt down the third baseline. Do something. Yeah. You know? Do something about it. Like what is what is the old the oldest expression? I don't even know who's who the quote is attributed to. It's hit him where they ain't. Right? Yes. Isn't that the whole idea of baseball? Isn't the whole idea of baseball like hit it where the other guys aren't? You know? Now, if they're going to meet to talk about rules, what they should talk about is enforcing the rule that they put in a couple of years ago about collisions at home plate. Oh, because yeah. that was a good rule when it was put in, in my opinion, because you shouldn't be able to destroy the catcher. Yeah. And yet it doesn't seem to be... Because it's be- not, because the rule's ambiguous. It's like the catcher can't be blocking the plate or he can be blocking the plate. He can't obstruct the runner from touching it. Like so There's still collisions, right? Well, then you should have to slide. You shouldn't be able to like go I know, into but when like the catcher's totally blocking, to tackle when the catcher's totally blocking the plate, if you slide, you're going to be out. So it's well, like you're being you know penalized, what? you know? If he has the ball and you're not there yet, you're going to be out anyway. I know. I hear you. Can't, you. you can't, you can't, you shouldn't be allowed to knock the ball out of his glove. You didn't like, you didn't like collisions at the plate. No, I hate I it. I wasn't terribly opposed to it. Baseball is not a contact sport. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It went against, it, go, it went against like the spirit of the game that's for sure and there's four bases in in baseball and it seems like there's a different rule for every base should it not be the same (laughs) i guess oh god as usual you make way too much sense (laughs) and that that's what really bugs me you see things so black and white sometimes 100 percent, which makes gives you like this clarity to things that i think a lot of people just don't realize they don't see it the same way as you you know like I, I didn't think of that till now. Also, like, like baseball's not a contact sport, you know. Like I was always sort of fine with the collisions, you know. But I guess if you're if you're a San Francisco Giants fan, then the year Buster Posey had his leg broken, you're not a fan of collisions, right? Right. I or mean, Pete Rose in the All Star game against Ray Fossey. Yeah, that guy never played again. Or exactly. Never played well again. Exactly. Yeah. So I have a few more baseball things since we oh, started on baseball. Let's do it. Yeah. Another thing that bugs me. Oh my God, what the hell? I told you, I'm on fire today. <laughs> this this really bugs me. 
I know that they've now um, shortened the amount, or not, not shortened, lessened the number of times that you're allowed to go out to the mount. They did? I thought it was always one and then you're out. No, one no, no, and the no. second one. There's a there's a maximum number per game oh, that the, that the catcher aware. is allowed to go talk to the pitcher. I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Yeah, that was a new rule. It's just this year. It's the first year they're using it. And actually, I like the rule because I don't want the catcher going out there 17 times. Well, a lot of times the catcher would just go out there to stall time so the guy could warm up. Right. Whatever. That's fine. The Phillies don't need that because they don't bring. They don't need to have their guys warm up. <laughs> I shouldn't joke about the Phillies. They're doing well. So <laughs> what bugs me has been going on for at least five years, maybe even 10 years in baseball. So it has nothing to do with this new rule. Okay. You'll see like the catcher will go out and, you know, the, all the infielders will come in and they'll have a conversation on the mount. Mm-hmm. And then they'll only be there for a few seconds. And again, this is only like the last five or 10 years. This didn't happen when the Expos were playing. This is post Expos. They'll be out there for a few seconds and the home plate umpire will start walking, like vigorously walking to the mound. Yeah, to tell them to, it, to break it up. Yeah. Right. But you know what? Screw you, umpire. They are in a timeout. They are discussing strategy or maybe they're discussing what pitch they're going to throw, whatever. The fact of the matter is they call time. But, it, but the no, time is not unlimited. It's not no, an but unlimited, it is unlimited amount of because time. They, there is no clock. I so know. Yes, but- it is unlimited. Oh, come on. So you means that you mean you think the catcher should be able to stand there and talk to him for 15 minutes? You know what I would do, by the way? Let me tell you. Because this <laughs> is crazy. what happens. This is what happens. So you'll see. Watch next time you watch a baseball game. I know you hardly watch baseball anymore. The umpire starts walking out. And just before he gets to the mound, the catcher knows because he can like hear him. He's got eyes in the back of his head. Yeah, then he leaves. He just leaves just before the umpire gets there. You know what I would do if I was the catcher? I would stay there. I would keep talking. I would start a new topic even and and, and just start a whole new but conversation all that does is and get... completely ignore the umpire completely is what but I would do. all that does is get you on the bad side of the umpire who's calling Screw the him. Strike. He has no right to come and tell me how long I'm allowed to talk he about has strategy. A right. That's his job. I don't think so. That never happened when I, at any well, Expos game I ever went no, to, that but never like, happened. There's a, this big directive to speed up the game. That The umpires are part of that. Anyway, I don't like it. All right. I know you don't. All right. I'm going to the show close where I have a bunch of little tidbits for you. No, hold on. I have more baseball stuff. Oh, my this God. Is, okay, we, keep going. You might have to break this up into part one and two because uh, it's whatever. a long episode. It'll be a long episode. We have to talk about Hunter Strickland. You know what Hunter Strickland did? What did he do now? He blew a save. Is he still in the Giants? Yes. He blew a save, got taken out of the game. And I don't know if he did this in the dugout or the locker room, but he punched something really hard. He broke his hand. He's out for six weeks. He pulled a LeBron James. Except LeBron actually continued playing. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) This guy's on the DL. He's lost his closer job. And I find it hilarious. Well, you get what you deserve, right? Now, speaking of baseball injuries, I have mm. another one to, t- to tell you about. Okay. This is um, this is uh, the Cubs closer, Brandon Morrow. Did you hear how he got injured? No. Okay, I'm going to read this to you because if I don't read it to you, you're not going to believe me. Okay. Morrow did not pitch in a specific game. He didn't come in to close, and everyone was wondering why he didn't come in to close. As it turned out, he was unavailable due to back spasms that he sustained while taking his pants off the night before. <laughs> what the hell? Here's the quote. Okay, but that's, ta- made, that's made up. 
This is not made up. He did something. No, no, but I'm saying he did something else, and they're they're saying this as an excuse, no? No, no, no. Here's the quote. I was taking my pants off after getting home from St. Louis at 3 in the morning. Then I got my right leg off, my left one. I felt spasms in my back. There you go. I'm 48 years old, and my back does hurt sometimes when I take off my pants. But... (laughs) But, but but he's a but major. You're not league, a prof- you're not a professional athlete. He's a major league pitcher. Like what the hell? Oh yeah yeah. Well, that's what happens. There's always weird injuries. You're the king of weird injuries lately. I I'm perfectly healthy right now. I know, but no, I'm saying like a finding the weird injuries. Like yes, uh, yes. Rizzo yes. said the the hotel injured bed injured his back. Yes. He needs to get. He needs to do. A, he needs to sign up to get a um, endorsement deal with um, Casper, the mattress guys. You sleep on that, you should be good to go. You should be. <laughs> All right. Show close. Before we sign off, I want to remind you that to make sure you never miss an episode of the Skip and Josh podcast, you got to subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, mostly any podcast app of your choice. You'll find us. Um, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a review. You can send us an email, skipandjoshshowgmail.com, Twitter at skipandjosh or by liking and following our Facebook page. And as always, all the links to everything I told you is on skipandjosh.com. We did have some listener feedback. I got a text, but we'll, I'll save it for next time. Okay. So what do you got? Okay, so first is a question. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can answer this quickly, but you obviously saw the Germany game where they scored with like seconds left to yes. take the lead. Yes. So watching the replay you see that there's one of his teammates right next to him who yeah. just you know stops the ball and then he shoots yeah. if you're defending that do you not find it strange that there's two guys standing right next to each well, other they do it on purpose usually they get like a a left-footed guy and a right-footed guy mm-hmm. and to try to confuse the goalie and the wall of defenders as to which direction the kick's going to come from and mm-hmm. and that's why I, i'm never a fan of that little move that they did where they just kick it one foot and stop it so the other guy could kick it mm-hmm. but it's it's all to disrupt the timing of the goalie and of the the defenders well it worked re- very nicely it definitely did like i can't stand germany i can't believe they won but anyways. yeah so um i have um an update for you on the song of the summer okay this is important I- yeah. i'm surprised your daughter didn't tell me about this because no, she i told her the the ones that we talked about which mm-hmm. i had talked about with her already and she said there should be an update because she thinks the real song of the summer is a different song now it's Mm -hmm. called one kiss by calvin harris and dua lipa you know dua lipa no i don't okay well that's that okay next thing is are you watching the americans haven't started yet okay i know i gave you all the files i didn't know know if you started well now i've transferred them to to this usb key Mm mm-hmm and I've returned your USB key back to you, even though you have not yet received it. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let me make sure that you, I want to talk about it. So I want to know like when you're going to watch it, are you going to watch it all like in two days? No, it's going to probably take you two months to watch those 10 episodes. Uh, you know what? It's not going to take two months, but it's not going to take two days. Right. The last thing I had on my list is um, my daughter was in Toronto this weekend. She saw you yes. last two nights ago i saw her for 20 minutes she was here the whole weekend in the building where i live and i saw her for 20 minutes (laughs) all she wanted all she wanted from me was my wi-fi and a bowl of ice cream that's it oh (laughs) and an advil (laughs) okay i'm glad i didn't even know about the ice cream and the advil i'm happy but i'm happy that she she met your girlfriend so now everybody's met her except for me basically oh no no there's a lot of people that haven't met her no okay like Jamie hasn't met her, Book hasn't met her. No. 
Okay. Oh, no, but Jamie's wife did. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just looking forward to meeting her. That's all. Okay. I got one more quick thing. Yeah. I was listening to a very old episode of the Bill Simmons podcast. By the way, I don't like Bill Simmons. <laughs> he he thinks he's like God's gift to the world. And, and, he he's ne- and he's never wrong, this guy. He thinks he knows a lot more than he does, yeah. But it's like, even if you have an opinion, which everyone's entitled to their own... Yours is never right. His so which, which episode did you listen to? So uh, the one with Tony Kornheiser. This is from like two oh, years ago. Oh, that's from like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. So I was listening to it and he even like, he likes Tony Kornheiser, but he treats Tony like, oh, what are you talking about? The Americans is a terrible show. Homeland is a terrible show. You know nothing. <laughs> but anyway, that's not, that's not what I want to say. The point of what I'm saying is the show I listened to, it was just before Tony launched his podcast. Right. So Bill asked him, what's the show called? So Tony's like, it's called the Tony Kornheiser Show. And Bill says, you should have called it the Tony Kornheiser Podcast. (laughs) The reason I'm mentioning this is because we changed the name of our show. From something that had show in it to podcast. Yes. So we did listen to Bill Simmons. Well, indirectly. I don't know if it's having an effect on the listenership, but I like the name. So Yeah. That's all I got. Uh, That's perfect. I'll talk to you next time. Okay. Okay. The Skip and Josh podcast is over now. Don't worry, there'll be another episode soon.